The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Yishminu V'chayil, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the daf Yomi, and in honor of the rabbi, Tzkel Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Aslahav, Arvachav, Bechol Maasiyadav, Amen. Gemara Nedarim, daf Bet. Today's daf is studied the Alun Shmat Abraham ben Esther wa Hashem Tanihana began Eden. Amen. Ufuash Shalema Yosef ben Sarah ve Sarah Batrahel. Ulat Slahat Yosef ben Simha. We are beginning Masikhit Nidarim. Right at the beginning of that bit, starting with the first Mishnah. Now, it must be pointed out that traditionally the Limud in Masikhit Nidarim. Uh, the limud is done with the perush of the ram. Even though you see a rashi in your margin, uh, the accepted uh, kabbalah is that that is not really the perush of rashi, and therefore, traditionally, it is not studied. Instead, the study of the ram he is like the rashi of the masechet. But it must be noted that the ram obviously has a much different style than rashi. And as you see, even on the first Amur, it's very verbose and very long. The Shitav Daran, the way he writes, is really like a Rashi and a Tosafot combined. Which means many times he brings you the Pshat, and then he'll uh, bring proofs to his Pshat, or a question on it, and back and forth. So, Be'azat <clears throat> Hashem, we will try to learn the Ikar understanding of Daran, that's Nogeya to the shot of exactly what we need to know for the daf itself, and we will, uh, God willing, read it uh, inside. Now, of course, our masechet is called masechet nedarim, which literally means vows. According to the Torah, a person has the ability to make a vow, which means to osir something, to forbid something upon himself, or, as we'll see, to forbid himself on something. And this is a law from the Torah, and it says, You're not able to profane his word. Once he makes the vow, it's binding. Now, Al Mishnah talks about the way a person could make a nedir. There's different terminologies that a person could say at the time that he's making a vow. Those terminologies are referred to kinuye nedarim, which is their equivalent terms. They're not the regular terminology. A regular terminology would be, you know, hareni oser davar ze alai. You know, I forbid this item on me. That's uh, clear. But there are other terminologies as well that are considered kinuyim, the equivalent terms that the hachamim established. They said that if a person makes those terms as well, that's a lashon of a nedir. Now, immediately as an introduction, we can read the first ran, on the left side, called kinuye nedarim. Nedir hu behad mishne anyanim. There's uh, two types of nedarim, basically. Im nedro hegdesh, shum magdish lebedek habayit o lemizbayach. She's a person, let's say, Vows to give something to the Bedekabai, to the maintenance, to the treasury of the Betta Mikdash, or for the Mizbeah, but the Korban. 
ובעניין זה אין הוא יכול להקדיש אלא משהו שלו. Well, a person in that case of it can only consecrate something that he owns, that's in his possession. Obviously, he cannot consecrate somebody else's property to the Beit HaMikdash. V'suro kolel kol adam. And once he consecrates it to the Beit HaMikdash, that item is forbidden to everybody, because it's, it's Kodesh. And even though he was the one that made the neder, it's a suur for everybody to have hana'ah. On nidre isur. The second type of neder is called nidre isur. She'asar al atzmo devarim amutarim. Which means he forbids on himself things that are generally permitted. Are permitted. He's osir it on himself. Ube'anyan zeh yachol le'esor afilu nikseh havero alav. Ve'en isuro shave lakol. And in this type of nedarim, a person could be or said somebody else's property or assets on himself. The person that makes the nedar is called the noder. The one that he's making the nedar against is called the madir. And therefore the noder is able to say that I'm osirting the piece of bread of the madir on me. He's able to osir somebody else's asset on himself. Okay, so the Raz is giving you a very important introduction. Our Masechet discusses the second type of the Darim. Nidre Isur, where he's osering something on himself. We're going to see in the Mishnah. The Mishnah also is going to discuss a subject of Haramim. Haramim is like somebody that consecrates something. Haynu Mishum Shilashon Harem. Which is even the word haramim in the Mishnah, it's just another terminology for osiring something upon the man himself. We're going to say later on in Daf Mem Zayin, a person says, this item to me is harim, hamudar asur. Right, so therefore the mudar, his assets are going to be asur on the no, there. at alai harem. Or he says, you are to me harem. Hamadir asur. To have a hana'ah. Umishum hai gavna tana haramim hacha. Again, so the haramim, even the language in the Mishnah, which we're going to see, is referring to harme isur. The ilu harme bede kabayit. But if we're talking about a person consecrating something to the temple, lo shaykhi bahay masikhit, ila beseder kadashim. Okay, because. If we were talking about consecrating things to the Beit HaMikdash, that's not Masechet Nedarim. That's a different Masechet, that's in Kadashim, that's somewhere else. So first thing, the Ran established the types of Nedarim we're discussing, the Nidre Isur. Now, we continue. Now, there's one of three ways a person could make a Nedar of Isur. Ikara Nedar, that's the actual terminology of a Nedar. Then you have Kinuyo. Kinuyo would be an equivalent terminology and then you have Yadot. Yadot is literally a handle of a neder, Which means, when a person wants to pick up a vessel, a person doesn't have to lift up the whole vessel. He can hold the handle, even though you're holding part of the vessel, but you lift up the whole vessel as a result. So there's certain terminology that even though you weren't really explicit, used a, a short terminology, that would be considered a valid terminology for Nederim. They call that Yadot. So there's three levels. There's Ikar Lashon of which we'll see. Then you have the Kinui, which is the equivalent term. And then you have Yadot, which is a terminology that's even missing. It's not even complete terminology, but still it's considered binding. 
Ikara neder hu shuyomru or shuyomad. Ikara neder is what that a person should say. Davar ze asur alai. That's it. Clearly, this item is forbidden on me. That's the ikar way to make a neder. Uben shetfiso bedavar acher. Ben shelo etfiso. Zeu neder amud baturah. Now, what is that fis? That fis is to attach it to something else. For example. A person might say, this item is forbidden on me like a korban. That would be hatfasa, where you're making an analogy that this item is forbidden like something else. Now for a neder to be a neder, you don't have to make hatfasa. You don't have to say like a korban. It's just enough to say, this item is forbidden on me. Ela but if a person wants to make an edit like that using the concept of hatfasa, meaning you want your vow to be tofes on another object, okay, learning a rule now. It has to be that you osir the item on yourself, and then you're making a hatfasa. The item that you're being matfis or using as hatfasa has to be an item that's also asur through a neder. For example, a korban. A regular animal, how does it become asur? Because somebody made a neder, that this korban is going to be consecrated. So therefore, for when you're using atfasa, then this is asur on me, like a korban, which is also a type of item that's asur mahmat neder. Mashi'enken, if a person would say, this item is asur on me, like a piece of hazir, that, that does not work. Because a piece of hazir is not asur mita'am neder. piece of hazir is asur mita'am, because it's asur ba'itsim. That's a law they learned from Pesukim in the Torah. You don't need to make hatfasa. But if you're going to make hatfasa, you have to make matfis on an item that became asur as well through a neder. Ukhta'amrinam beresh perikh shavuot, shetayim batra. My tamaha, what's the reason why you have to be matfis on Ayn Latin? The Amar Kera, Kiyidor Neder. The double language. Kiyidor Neder Lashem. That when you're making the Neder, the Yatfasa has to be on the item also. That is, Shayak to be a super Neder. Ad Shiyidor Bedavar, Hanadur. Kilomar. Shafalpi, Shenedir, Hal Beno Atfasa. And even though a Neder, you don't need Atfasa. Afilu Hache. Therefore, we would say, this item, this loaf, is forbidden on me like a korban. Oh, so the neder is going to be hal. That is considered ikar neder. That's exactly the terminology that a person would make when he makes a vow. Now, vikinuyo. Now, what would be a kinui, an equivalent terminology? Who shibimkom korban? Instead of you saying dhareze asur alai korban, yomar kunam kunah kunas. These terminologies over here are also the shonot of neder. Kunam alai, kunas alai, kunah alai. Bechol sh'amru ken, hareu asur kilu amar, korban alai, kikarze. It's as if 
he said, this item is a kurban. So those are really the last shonak of a kurban. When he says, kunas, kunah, kunam, that's as if he's saying, this item is a suit to me like a kurban. That's called the kinui of a nedir. The regular ikar nedir is hareze asur alai ke kurban. Then you have hareze kunam alai. That's if you're saying it's asur alai ke kurban, or kunas alai, or kunah alai. Vehainu detnan, called kinuye nedarim kindarim. And that's really the first opening statement of our Mishnah. Called kinuye nedarim kindarim. The equivalent terminology has the status of a nedir. Ubehani kinuyim, and regarding these equivalent terminologies, pedigi Rabbi Yohanan v'rishlakish b'gemara. Rabbi Yohanan amar l'ashom nukhrim him. Rabbi Yohanan says, where did they get this word? Kunah. Where did it come from? Kunas, kunam. He says, it's actually, it's a foreign language. It's not even uh, Aramaic or even l'ashom Kodesh. It's a different language. V'rishlakish amar, Lashon shebadu lahem hachamim liyot nodrimbo. And the Shlakish says, no, the rabbis made up this terminology, and they said that this terminology is going to be uh, 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 words for the darim. Now, when Rabbi Yohanan, the Amar Lashon nukhrimim, vadaya nodir bahim ke nodir ba'ikar kurban. Shan the darim ni amarim mimikon lashon. If you say that it's just another language, we understand very clearly because the rabbis tell us you can make a neder in any language you want. The neder doesn't have to be in Lashon HaKodesh. So therefore, if it's a foreign language, so therefore, Vada'i, it's going to be a neder. Even according to the Rishlakish, that says what? That it's a, it's a terminology that the rabbis made up. Don't think just because the rabbis made up the terminology that it's going to be the Rabbanan. No, it'll be Doraita, such a word. Why? What does what a different language mean? What is languages? Languages are words that people agreed upon to use these words as communication. So the rabbis also have a, a, an ability to create terminologies and uh, decide that that terminology is going to mean a certain uh, concept. Okay, so that is considered... And then the Iran continues over here to bring the ayot. And how do we know that? But now we can continue the Mishnah. Kol So now you learn that not only the ikar neder is a neder, but the kinui is the same din. Vacharamim kaharamim. When a person makes something hidden, which literally says the item is consecrated on me, not only ikar lashon haramim, is hal, but even the kinui, using uh, equivalent terminologies to make something khayram on himself, is also legitimate. Baharamim kaharamim, ran, kilomar, shaomir, nechasim elu alav, herik, herik, herif, hare elu ki ilu aman, nechasim elu alai, herim, them asurim alav. Which means not only when he says, this item is herim unto me, which is asur to me, but even if he says these other terminologies, herik, herik, etc., herif, those are also kinuim for the word herim. Mishnah continues. Ushbu'ot, kishbu'ot. Person makes a shivu'ah. Literally means a swear. So not only the lashon shivu'ah is legitimate to oser something, but also the kinuim. 
the equivalent terminologies for Shavu'ah also are Hal. Ran. Ushvu'ot kishvu'ot. Kedomar, the kinui Shavu'ah, harehu kishvu'ah, mehaila. Now, umeha shamainan, the Ran learns over here a Hidush. The Shavu'ah lo ba'ya shem. When a person makes a Shavu'ah, he does not have to say Shavu'ah la Hashem. He does not have to say Hashem's name when he makes a Shavu'ah. Ela keman shavar Shavu'ah. He just said the word Shavu'ah. Or Shavuta. Shavuta would be the Kinui. Shei Kinuya. Shelo ochad kikarze. He says Shavuta. Shelo ochad kikarze. Asul leochlo. Forget it. That's considered a Kinui, and that's what's asul to eat that item. The matnitin dechayagav naaskinan. How did you know that the Mishnah is talking about? We didn't mention Hashem's name in the Shavuah. Maybe he said Shavuta la Hashem. Shelo ochal kikarze. How did you know that? So we didn't mention Hashem's name. The ibishis kirit Hashem. If it's talking about where he mentioned Hashem's name, my iria mishum kinui Shavuah. What do you have to come on to kinui Shavuah? Shavuah. Tipukle mishum hazkarat Hashem. Which means that Ran is teaching another cloud. When it comes to making a Shavuah, even if you didn't say Lashon Shavuah or even a Kinu, you just said La Hashem Kikazu. Finish. That's considered a Shavuah. Hashem's name alone is considered Shavuah. So Al Mishnah, obviously, when it says Kinui, if it was talking about where he said Hashem's name, you don't even need a Kinui. Hashem's name enough is considered bounding or binding as a Shavuah. So therefore the Mishnah must be talking about where he's just saying either Shavu'ah kikarze anai or Shavuta kikarze anai. And then he rings Ra'ayot uh, for this. Mishnah continues. V'nizirut kinzirut. We know there's a concept where a person is able to make himself a Nazir. What is a Nazir? Nazir is a person makes a vow that he's not going to eat grapes, drink wine, he's not going to cut his hair for a certain amount of time, he's not able to become Tamer. So not only when a person says, alay nazir, that would be the obvious terminology, but the kinui, the equivalent terminology of nazirut also is binding. Ran, v'nizirut kinzirut, kilomar, sha'omer, hareni nazik, pazit, k'omer hareni nazir, which means there's kinuim for the word nazir. Like you see, by Paziyah, or Nazik, those are the Shonot as well. Mishnah continues. A person, let's say, tells his friend, Mudrani Mimecha. That's the Shon Neder. Mufreshani Mimecha. Mufrash, I am removed, I am separated from you. Miruhakani Mimcha. Or I am distanced from you. Sha'ani Ochelecha that I am going to give you to eat. Sha'ani Toemlecha that I'm giving you something to taste. Asur Minude. Sorry, Asur, period. Asur Minude Ani Lecha Rabbi Akibaya Hokech Bazir Lachmir. So let's read Dan. Haomil Havero, three lines on the bar. Mudrani Mimecha. Mifaresh Begemara. Okay, now we enter a new phase of this Mishnah. Till now we discussed Ikanidari, Kinuyim. Now the last part of the Mishnah discusses Yadot. What are Yadot, as we explained? 
That's a terminology that is a vague terminology that you didn't really speak out fully. It's like a person holds on to a candy, holds on to part of the candy. So he says, Why? Which means you didn't say anything, but you didn't say like what? Like a korban. Or you did not use the lashon, isur. So it's either because the word korban was missing, or the word isur was missing. So all these things over here, when a person says these terminologies, let's just get exactly the words of the Last part of the Mishnah, I am vowed from you, that's Mudrani. Mufreshari, I am separated. Miruhakani Mimika, I am distanced. Sha'ani Ochelecha, in that which I eat of yours, which means he's forbidding himself to eat or benefit from his friends' items. Sha'ani Toemlecha, when I taste Asur. So in that case over there, it is considered a yad, and the yad is going to be Asur. Now, regarding that case, where a person says, I am minudeh to you, Rabbi Akiva struggled with this case, and uh, he, in the end, was mahmir. Now, some have it like we have, I am making a dedit on that which I eat from you. That I am not going to eat. So it's probably going to be any ochel or any ochel. And the Gemara says that in the last case, Rabbi Akiva was hochech. What does hochech mean? Literally, hochech means when a person rubs. That's considered hachicha. When a rabbi is pondering, what does he do? He puts his hand on his forehead and he... And he rubs his forehead to, to analyze. So on this last case over here, Menudeh Anilecha, where he says that language over there, because that's not an astronaut, that's like Nidui. Nidui is like, literally, usually like an excommunication or something like that. So Rabbi Akiva, when it came to a guy, he says, Menudeh Anilecha, he wondered if that's considered a Yad, meaning a legitimate Lashon, and uh, he was to say that could be, it would be Mahmir, therefore it's going to be Asur. That's basically... The Deen of the Mishnah. So again, our Mishnah discussed Ikar Nidari, Kinuyeh Nidari, and Yadot of Nidari. Comes the Gemara. Kol Kinuyeh Nidariim Kindarim. Our Mishnah starts off and says what? All the equivalent terms of Nidariim are like Nidariim. My Shenaga Ben Nazir Delo Ketani Lehu 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 which means, in Masichet Nazir, the Masichet also begins with the Tlashon called Kinuye Nizirut Kinzirut. But it doesn't list all the other examples that we listed in our Mishnah. Nedarim, Shavuot. So why when it comes to Masichet Nedarim, and we discuss Kinuye Nedarim, we bring in Haramim, Nizirut, Shavuot, in Nizirut also we brought down, called Kinuye Nizirut, Kinzirut. There we only brought that case. So why in Masikhet Nidarim we bring all the different cases of Kinuyim, where in Masikhet Nazir we don't run? Ma'ishena Gabin Nidarim, 
דתנן כולהו, כלומר, אפילו מסכת נזיר לא תנא אלא כל כינויי נזירות, כנזירות. אבל אז אינסו, משום דנדר ושפועה כטיבי גבי הדדי. Already in the Torah, when the Torah talks about Nedir, the Torah also mentions Nedir and also discusses Shavuah. Tani Tartin. So therefore we discussed Kinui of Nedarim and Kinui of Shavuah. Vechevan de Tani Tartin, Tane Lechulu. Once already we discussed two, so the, the Tana held, you know what? Put them all in there. Whereas Nizirut is alone in the Torah. Therefore, we weren't bound to add anything else. Once already you're writing Nedir, and you have to put Shavuah, because Shavuah is written in the same Pesukim as Nedarim, like the Pasuk says, Oi Shavah Shavuah, that's the Pasuk of Nedir. So you got to put Nedir and Shavuah. Once already you're putting two items, put Kinu Haramim, Kinu Nizirut, etc. Velitni Kinu Shavuot Batan Nedarim. So the Gebra says a question then. If you tell me that Shavuot was written in the same Pasuk as Nedarim, that should be the second item in the Mishnah. And it's not, because the Mishnah goes from Nedarim to Haramim. Why would the Mishnah go from Nedarim to Haramim? It should say, Kol Kinuye Nedarim Kindarim, Kol Neduye, Kol Shavuot, Kishvuot. Why did it jump to Haramim? If the Ikar items are Nedarim and Shavuot. That's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara answers... Neder and Echerim are similar in that what? The person is osating the item on him. You're osating yourself from the item. So there's a big difference in the mechanics between a nedir and a shivu'ah. By a nedir, what do I say? This item over here, this hefzah, is asur. I'm putting isur on the hefetz, on the item. Mashi'ikah, when a person makes a shivu'ah, I'm not putting isur on the hefetz per se, I'm putting a shivu'ah on myself from that item. Herim is like a nedir in the sense where I'm osating the item on me. Therefore, the Mishnah wants to keep that mechanics together. So therefore, it puts Nedir first, and then Herim. Because those are two cases where the item is asun on the Gavra. Mashi'ik in Shivu'ah, he's osinning himself on the item. Let's read the Ram. Aydi detana nedarim de mitzar hafsa'a lekelomar. She'osera kikar alav. Ve'omer, achilat kikar ze alai. And therefore, uh, you see that the Lashonot are different. Now the Mepharshim do point out that there is a difference between the Lashon of Nedir and Shavu'ah. For example, when a person uses Lashon Nedir, it can only be Hal on an item. You need to have a Hefzah. Mashiach and Shavu'ah is able to be hal on the person. For example, let's say a person makes a nedir. I make a nedir, I'm not going to sleep. The nedir is not hal. Because there's nothing there to be tofes. 
you need to have a hefsa for the nidr to be on. Sleep is a concept. It's not a hefsa. Whereas I can make a shivu'abat. Shivu'ah shelo ishan. Because there I'm setting myself from sleep. Now if a person would say, I'm making a nidr on my eyes from sleep, that would be okay. Because then already you're putting it on a hefsa. So that's the difference between a nidr and a shivu'ah. An example, when a person puts it on an abstract item. So a nedir cannot go on an abstract item. Nedir, you have to say, the hefet itself is asur. His eyes, the kikar, mashik and the shivu'ah, it's always going on the guy himself. So he can all sit himself from anything, even if, his, if it is abstract. So now we understand the, the style of the Mishnah. The Mishnah starts off with nedir, goes to herim, because those items are both on the hefet. Then it goes to shivu'ah, which is on the gavra. Comes the Mishnah Gemara continues. Patah bekinuyin, called kinuyin darim, umifaresh yadot haomel lahavero mudar anim mecha. Now the Gemara is questioning the uh, construction of the Mishnah. You started and telling me like this: called kinuyin darim, kin darim. You didn't give me a case of a kinui. We read in the Ram examples, but the Mishnah did not give us examples. The Mishnah then discusses yadot, and then it gives me an example of a yad, where a person says, Mufreshani mimecha, Meruhakani mimecha. So the Gemara is asking on the construction of the Mishnah. You opened up with kinuye nedarim, and you don't give me an example of that. You give me the example of the later part of the Mishnah, which is Yadot. And furthermore, Vetu, Yadot Inchi. You forgot to even mention Yadot. Which means the Mishnah did not say, Yadot Mindarim Kindarim. You just right, went right into an example. So the construction of the Mishnah is questionable on two accounts. Number one, why did you leave the Resha of Kinui and right away discuss Yadot? And even when you discussed Yadot, you didn't introduce it. You just went straight into a example. So comes the Gemara and says, Vetu Yadot Inshi Aidi Behon. The Gemara says that we're discussing them. The Hasure Mehserat, the Mishnah is actually missing some words. Dachi Ketani. You have to read the Mishnah like this now. Called Kinuyen Darim Kindarim. Viyadot Nindarim Kindarim. Oh, so now you added those words in the Mishnah. So the Gebaras is fine. Once already you're putting me examples of Kinuy Kindarim and Yadot Kindarim, then the Frosh Kinuyim Beresha. So explain me then, go in order. You discuss Kinuyim Beresha, so therefore give me the cases of Kinuyim. Why did you start with Kinuyim, go to Yadot, and then explain to me? Yadot. So the Gemara says, "Ahu de salik mine, ahu b'faresh beresha." There's a style of Mishnah like that, where sometimes the Mishnah will discuss the second item and elaborate it on it first. I mean, he goes one, two. Once already you discussed two, so already you buy two already. Let me explain two, and then I go back to one. So that's what's happening in our Mishnah. It's discussing kinduim, yadot. Alright, once already you got the Yadot, let me finish with the Yadot, then I'll go back to Kinuim. Then the Gemara is going to give examples where we saw this. Kinditan, the second Shabbat. 
במה מדליקין ובמה אין מדליקין. אין מדליקין. Right, we start in the second pedic of Shabbat. Which can you use in oils? Which ones you can't? Well, these are the ones that you can't. So you see, it starts off one, two, and discusses two. Bame tomnin. Ubame en tomnin. That's about insulating the pots. Correct? On Elif Shabbat. Then what does it say? En tomnin. So it's one, two, and then you go two, two. Also, Masechet Shabbat. Bame isha yotzah. What is a lady allowed to go out on Shabbat with, carrying, and what is she not allowed? Okay, so we have three examples where the Mishnah uses that star, where it discusses two cases, and elaborates on the second case first. So the Gemara asks, Are you making a rule now? Now you're telling me that whenever the Mishnah gives two cases, it's always going to explain the second case? Vatanana, <coughs> we show examples the other way. Right. One, two, going back to one. What's the cases? We start. Yesh no halin um manhilin. No halin velo manhilin. There are some cases, this is to my Yerusha inheritance. Yesh no halin. Certain people inherit no halin. Umman halin. And they are able to bequeath to others. No halin. But there's others that are no halin that they inherit. But they cannot bequeath to others. And then what does the Mishnah say? It gives the case of the Risha. These are the ones that inherit and bequeath. Now, what is this talking about? Just to, to know the examples. Not that we're learning Baba Batra, but just to know the examples. For example, a son to a father. So a son inherits the father, but the son can also bequeath to the father. If he dies, it goes back to the father. Masha'enken, let's say, a mother to a son. Which means, if the mother dies... The son inherits, but when the son dies, it doesn't go to the mother, it goes to the brothers. So that's an example of what they're talking about over there. Now, yesh mutarot There are certain ladies that are permissible to the husband, but are forbidden to the yavam. Mutarot In some cases, permissible to the yavam. Vasurot then it goes back to the Nesha. The following are the cases of Mutal and Baal and Asul Yabam. Now, what are these cases over here? You could have a case where, let's say, the lady was forbidden to the Yavam. Sorry, forbidden to the husband, but permissible to the Yavam. What's the case? Let's say a lady married a Kohen Gadol. Now, let's say she was Asutra Kohen Gadol. She was an Almana. So the Kohen Gadol cannot marry an Almana. So now, what happened? The Kohen Gadol died. She will fall to Yibum, to the brother that's a Kohen Ediot. Because a Kohen Ediot is permissible to a Almana. Now it must be pointed out that we must say that the original marriage of the Kohen Gadol to the Almana was done either with Kesef or Shtar. Because if he had Bi'ah with her, she becomes a Halala, and then she would be forbidden as well to the Yavam, because she's a halala, she was, she was tainted. So therefore that's a case what? 
where she's forbidden to the Baal, but permissible to the Yabam. Now go the other way. <coughs> you have a case where she can be permissible to the Baal, where the Baal is a coin idiot, and the brother is a coin gadol. It's the exact opposite case. So you see what? The Mishnah gives you a case one and two, and then goes gives me examples of case one. Another example. Yesh te'unot shemen ulbona, shemen velo lebona. There's different types of menachot. Menachot is a meal offering. The major ingredients of a mincha is obviously flour, solet, and oil. Some menachot also have a third ingredient called lebona. Lebona is the frankincense. It's a certain spice. So the Mishnah says, there are certain menachot that have shemen with lebona as well, and some don't. So Mishnah gives us a case of one and two, and then it goes back to give us the cases that it has Shimon and Levona. Uh, the Ran, just for informative purposes, four lines on the bottom, gives us the cases. That's a frying pan. That's a deep fried. I'm sorry, that's a case of Shimon Ulbona. Those cases, the frying pan, the nachot, shemin velo lebona, minhat nesachim. That's the minhat that you bring when there is nesachim, when there's wine, libels as well, as part of the kurban. Next case, yesh teunot hagasha ve'en teunot tirufa, tirufa velo hagasha ve'elu teunot hagasha. Okay, there's certain items that need what's called hagasha. What is hagasha? You bring the minha, let's say, to the mizbeah, and you have to actually place it on the corner of the mizbeah. Magishidzeh. And also it needs tenufa. What does tenufa mean? Tenufa means that the uh, owners put their hands under the kohen's hands, and the kohen has to wave it. But there's certain items that the Mishnah says that you have tenufa, but without hagasha. And then the Mishnah lists the first case. These are the items that need Hagasha and Tirufa. <laughs> Look at the Iran. Tronot Hagasha. Shiyagish akwirita minha bekirid dirumit ma'arabit. Right? They touch the minha on the uh, southwest corner of the Mizbah Dikhtiv. Zo Torata minha kremuta minaron defnea shem. Umefarshina beperkaya bevi danu kirid dirumit ma'arabit. Tirufa. Actually, it's the opposite. The Kohen puts his hands under the owner's hands. And what? Omenif. And then he gives you the examples. Which one needs what? He gives you the different examples of what needs what. But bottom line, you see another example where it went one, two, and went back to one. Next case. Yesh bechol the Mishnah over there discusses the law of a Bechor. Now we know a Bechor has two laws basically that can happen to a Bechor, a human being. Number one, Yerusha, he gets double inheritance. And there's another type of Bechor also that gets Pinyon, you have to redeem it. So the Mishnah, to the Kohen. So the Mishnah over there says, Yesh Bechor in Nahalat, it says Bechor, that's a Bechor that be inheritance, but not a Bechor that needs a Pidyon. And there's another type of Bechor that what? That's a Bechor for Nahalat. 
for a Kohen, and he's not a Bechor for Nahala. And then the Mishnah gives me the first case. So Barma, that's all the questions the Gemara is asking. Let's review the questions now. Now that we got all the examples, you just told me what, that our Mishnah starts off with Kinuyim. And then it goes to Yadot. And once you're holding by Yadot already, it goes to discuss Yadot. Right, one, two, two. I think I've got examples from Masichet Shabbat, Mabadikin, You start one, two, and go to two. So it goes, oh, is that always true? Uh, I'll give you examples, what? That you gave cases one, two, and you went back to one. So the Gemara answers, there's an inherent difference between the cases. Why? Halen, Mishum de Avshule, Mefaresh, Hahu de Patach, Beresha. Those cases that we just brought, there's a lot of examples in the Mishnah. It's not only two scenarios. The Mishnah actually brings four scenarios in these cases that we just uh, brought. For example, the case of Behemah, um, uh, uh, or the case of the Bechor. We give four different examples. He's a, he's a Bechor for the Kohen, but not for Nahala. He's a Nahala, but not for... He's a, he's, a, he's a Nahala and Kohen, and he's nothing. Not the Kohen and not Nahala. So whenever you're going to bring me the four examples, then already we're always going to go back to number one to go in order so we don't forget the cases. Because Abshalom is a lot of scenarios we don't want to get mixed up and skip a case. When there's only two examples, we have no problem to start from two and go back to one. But when there's four scenarios... So then already, not to be confused, we're going to go back and go down the line, one, two, three, four. That's what the Gemara's answer is. So the Gemara says, In those cases over there, in Masechet Shabbat, An animal on Shabbat, how can it go out? Let's not consider carrying, and how can it not go out? The Mishnah over there. There's only two cases. And what? It went back to the Resha. It went back to the first case. Why? If there's only two cases, the rule is what? Two cases you can go to. Case two. You only told me you went back to case one because it was four scenarios. So I'll give you a case where it was two scenarios and still you went back to one. So the Gemara says, you're right, reject that last answer. You can't make a rule out of it. It's lav davka. Zimnin mefaresh ha'ud de patach beresha. Zimnin ha'ud de sadik mefaresh beresha. Which means, you really can't make a rule out of it. It's whatever the Tanah wanted to do in that case. Sometimes he's going to do the second case and explain it first. Sometimes he's going to explain the first case first. Nothing to do with Afshah or things like that, because you have cases that there were four cases and he went back to case number one, you have cases where there were only two cases and he went back to case number uh, one. So therefore, there is no basic rule, and therefore back to our Mishnah, when our Mishnah said, Kinui, Yadot, he went to Yadot, okay, it's following that uh, style as we see in other cases. Amen, amen.